Hello and welcome to Baylor Connections, a conversation series with the people shaping our future. Each week we go in-depth with Baylor leaders, professors, and more discussing important topics in higher education, research, and student life. I'm Derek Smith, and today we are diving into Baylor's brand new Mark and Paula Hurd Welcome Center. Mark and Paula Hurd Welcome Center has arrived, a spectacular new front door to Baylor University along I-35. The beautiful, technology-rich building houses a variety of striking features and amenities. Among them, four columns which offer unique interactive experiences to visitors along with an alumni center, ballroom, auditorium, spirit shop, coffee shop, meeting spaces, and more. Baylor undergraduate admissions and Baylor alumni will maintain a presence in the Heard Center offices, but the facility is designed to offer something to the entire Baylor family, and we're going to discuss that on the program today. And we have an all-star cast, Toby Barnett, Interim Vice President for Advancement, along with Jason Cook, Vice President for Marketing and Communications and Chief Marketing Officer, and Ross Van Dyke, Assistant Vice President for Enrollment Management, Marketing, and Recruiting in University Admissions. Jason, Toby, Ross, really appreciate you coming on today. Thanks so much for joining us on the program today. You bet, Derek. Good to be here. Good to be here. Great to have you all. So the Herd Center, uh, people might know, want to know if they don't already, it is open. There's a, a ribbon cutting that takes place September 8th, but people are in there. People are checking it out, and we're going to dive into that over the next 20 minutes or so. So I want to start by going around, and, and, and Jason, let, let's start with you and, and go around. I want your favorite aspects of the Herd Welcome Center. We can, we can unpack it as we go on, but what's your favorite part so far? You know, Derek, you're starting out with the toughest question because mm-hmm. it is really a remarkable building. Um, But I would have to say my favorite part would be the gold Baylor line that runs from door to door of the beautiful Carlton Hall. And it's an inlaid gold line that really represents, you know, the Baylor line and uh, what we're about. And so it just really gives prospective students an idea that when you come to Baylor University as a student, you're not just coming here as a student, but you're joining a long legacy of Baylor students and alumni. And it's such a visual representation of what we're about as an institution. And one thing that we discovered as we got into the building, that Baylor line is perfectly aligned with uh, the spire at uh, at Pat Neff Hall. That's cool. So it is just a really touching moment when you walk into that building. Well, for me, one of the things that is just truly a, a great opportunity is to have a, a place to welcome alumni back to campus. And so the McLean Alumni Center is really a wonderful resource and couldn't be more proud to have the McLean name on it from McLean Stadium to the McLean Student Life Center to the McLean Alumni Center. It really is a, a fitting place to be able to welcome alumni back. And, and we have a place that we can, uh, a living room where we can greet people in an ice cold Dr. Pepper waiting for you. So it's a really wonderful place. That's great. And what about you, Ross? You know, it's hard to pick just one place in the Mark and Paula Heard Welcome Center to uh, say is my favorite. But if I had to, it would be the John Chang Welcome Desk. Um, You know, we made a design change probably about halfway through. And Jason and I um, identified uh, an opportunity to be able to make a space that was applicable for everyone, no matter who was hosting an event. Think of it like a universal check-in desk that just made sense. And I also think it's a beautiful way to memorialize someone's life. John Chang, Dr. Chang, was a Baylor alum who um, lost his life protecting congregants of a church in California. Um, And I think it's a beautiful way to be able to um, pay a tribute to his life and carry on his legacy. And so if I had to pick one, it would be that. 
Well, that's great. Yeah, his story is certainly worth uh, looking up for uh, Baylor family members who, who haven't heard it. So, you know, Ross, you talk about welcoming people in and uh, with your own admissions. You're talking about maybe prospective students and families, Toby, uh, alumni, and really Jason, the whole Baylor family. So everyone touched on something uh, a little bit different. So, Jason, I want to ask, ask you here for an overview and then maybe to tie into the fact that you just described if it's it's a welcome center but it's going to welcome everybody in. So, so I'm curious, if you're talking to a colleague at another university, and they said, so what's this building all about? What, what would you tell them? Wow. Uh, you know, that's really, this building is, is truly something special. And in my career in higher education and collegiate athletics, I haven't seen uh, anything like it before. But you walk through those front doors, and you're just immediately greeted by the scope and scale of the building with these soaring 78-foot-tall uh, ceilings and, you know, these four columns that represent uh, independence and Baylor's uh, history and ties to our first original campus. But the, the building really does a great job of having this juxtaposition of historic Baylor and then future Baylor and where we're going as an institution. And uh, these interactive elements that exist in the columns um, really uh, speak to different parts of the Baylor journey and the different experiences that people have. But one of the neat things about this building is I think it, it creates a great canvas for prospective students to um, to really create their own story, their own Baylor story that's going to have uh, there. So it's celebrating history, but really it's celebrating our future and where we're going institutionally, but also where students can go with Baylor and see themselves as well. So there's just so many things about this building, but I think the one that really has impressed me so far is when ba members of the Baylor family walk in, there's just such an incredible sense of pride that, you know what, this is Baylor. This is what the Baylor brand represents. And I, and I really encourage people to come. There's no other way to, ex uh, to explain it other by walking through those front doors. And you know, I think a common question, Jason, uh, has been, at least over time, hopefully it's been answered to a lot of people, but uh, who is the building for? Obviously, prospective students and families are going to experience it, but, but who else? You know, one of the neat things about the building is that it truly is for everyone. You know, Ross is uh, looking at it through an admissions lens. Toby's looking at it from an alumni lens. But I think one of the visions that the Herds, Mark and Paula Hurd, had for this building was for it to be a celebration of the entire Baylor family. So while we'll uh, primarily look at uh, prospective student tours during the day, we anticipate that this building is going to host uh, community events and luncheons and business meetings and things of that nature. In the evenings, uh, we think it's going to be a great place for current students to come in and study and have meetings, things of that nature. We want our faculty and staff to go to Varsity Coffee and Soda in the mornings on their way to campus and uh, visit with colleagues, have Bible studies there in the morning. So it really is for everyone. It's a it's a very multi-purpose building, and I think it's just going to be a great uh, celebration of the Baylor family. Ross, I want to bring you in and uh, talk about the prospective student uh, experience. Uh, if there's a prospective student or a prospective uh, Baylor family listening, uh, what would you tell them about the Welcome Center experience if you're trying to get them excited just about maybe that visit to see Baylor for the first time? Yeah, I would say that it sets the stage um, for what they can expect from a Baylor education. I think that we've done a fantastic job, and, and, and I would say just in my time in higher ed, I had hoped 10 years ago when we were even talking about something like this that we would um, be able to 
match everybody else, but I think that with the final product, not only have we matched, but we've exceeded uh, the expectations and set a new standard. I think that universities will look to Baylor um, to be able to see such a unique space and a unique place for people to be. And I, Jason mentioned it as it relates to a place for former students with a place for prospective students as well as, well as current students. I think that those families are going to be able to get a true sense of what it's like to be a Baylor Bear from the historical perspective to where we're headed in the future. And I think that that under one roof is a very powerful thing. You know, Ross, uh, with some of that description, I'm curious, could you give us one description, whether it's in one of the columns or otherwise, of how people in that short time they're there at the beginning of their tour are going to get a sense of, oh, this is what my life might look like at Baylor? Well, let me let me do a couple things. One is to kind of get them what their day could look like, and then I'll give you one uh, instance within the building that uh, I think will be very powerful for them. So a student can expect to be able to have uh, incredibly close parking. Uh, we kind of have a rule at Baylor that it's okay if someone doesn't choose Baylor, but we never want to be the reason why someone doesn't choose Baylor. We want to give them a true and accurate portrait for what it would be like to be a Baylor Bear. So they're going to have Uh, parking that's incredibly accessible that's just for guests. Um, They'll enter the building, they'll get checked in, they'll receive a lanyard uh, with their name on it and a QR code. That QR code gives them their schedule for the day. They're going to be able to explore um, this vast uh, Carlton Hall area that has the four pillars that Jason referred to. Um, They'll then be called for their tour, which is uh, included in a breathtaking view uh, from the Fudge Auditorium where an admissions counselor is going to give them a presentation and walk them through step-by-step of how to apply um, and how to move forward um, in their Baylor timeline. While they're doing that, shuttles are going to pull up, and a family can expect to have a, a, a almost private tour. It's two to three families maximum on, on every shuttle. Um, they're going to be driven around on their tour. Um, when they come back, their lanyard will allow them to be able to have a complimentary coffee on Baylor at the Varsity Coffee and Soda. And then, if that's not enough, they'll be able to go to the bookstore and pick out a T-shirt um, that's also on Baylor. Now, a little specific thing that I think is really great is one of my favorite columns um, is the Connect Pillar. And what that allows you to do is all of these great traditions that we have at the university that are all meaningful to us but they are somewhat hard to verbally articulate without experiencing them yourself. This column allows you to be able to experience homecoming, pigskin, sing, bonfire, running the Baylor line, all in a, in a, um, a video aspect that will truly take your breath away. And I think that that's something that's incredibly powerful as they start to paint their picture of what their next four years could be like for them. Absolutely. It really feels like you're there having experienced that myself. It's, it's amazing how much it, uh, it immerses you for sure. We're talking about the Herd Welcome Center on Baylor Connections. And uh, Toby, let, let's talk about uh, alumni and even the history of this, this building a little bit. Ross mentioned, you know, these discussions have been in the works for a while. When did the idea that has become the Herd Welcome Center uh, start to take root and how did it get uh, here from there? You know, I think the university has had an aspiration to have a real front door to have a impressive, uh, uh, just 
you know, front door to draw people into the life of the institution. And I think as a member of the Board of Regents, Mark really had an understanding of the university's needs. As a marketing uh, professional, he really prioritized being able to represent your brand in an effective manner. And so as he had a, a passion for the institution, he really fell in love, I think, with our admissions team and really became aware of their needs. And as a result of that, really cast a vision about doing something that was spectacular and that would be effective and useful to the university's efforts to attract students, to engage alumni, and really set a high standard for what this could be. And really then, as a donor came alongside the university in a very powerful way, not only to pay for uh, uh, the construction, but also to inspire others to come along the university and support its aspirations. But I would give credit to, to Mark Hurd as a professional, as a volunteer, and as alum for really having a vision for what this facility could be. You, know, you mentioned the Baylor family, Mark and Paula Hurd's generosity really put that stake in the ground and helped invite others to to follow. You think about the, you know, you think about the success of Give Light and where we are. What are some of the ways that the Baylor family came alongside and made this possible? Well, I am proud that as you walk into this facility that you'll see the names of donors. And so even donors that purchased a brick were making a statement saying, hey, we believe in the institution and that we want to be associated with attracting students to campus. So very proud of the volunteers and donors, the people that have engaged with the university who have invested in bricks. And then there are a number of very significant contributions, uh, uh, the Fudges and the uh, the Carltons and others that have really come along, the McLean in a way that uh, enables the university to do such grand projects. Toby, as you interact with uh, with alumni in the Baylor family, what are some of the common questions you hear, and how does that give you a springboard to, to really uh, talk about the building the way you want them to learn about it? You know, I think that the the architecture of the building is so intriguing that I think people look at it and they're curious. And so one of the things that we're grateful for is it really gives us an opportunity to showcase that the university has a vision for the future and it's forward thinking. And so it really does springboard uh, uh, kind of uh, conversations about the aspirations of what the university wants to do in research and attracting students and really to continue to be kind of a light in the world and kind of continue to carry out its mission with distinction. This is Baylor Connections. We are discussing the Mark and Paula Heard Welcome Center with Toby Barnett, Jason Cook, and Ross Van Dyke. And you know, Jason, the building is is striking. You know, you see it in person, you see it in pictures. It just pops in a new way each time. So I'm curious, where did where did the ideas for this uh, come from? Where where did we go for inspiration? And where in the who who in the Baylor family helped kind of big, make that come to reality? You know, I think that Toby did a really good job explaining Mark Hurd's vision for for this facility. And, uh, you know, there's so much inspiration. And I always think that Mark talked about when you go to Disney World and you get off the ride, where do you get off the ride at? In the bookstore, in in the retail shop there to really commemorate that experience. So, so many cues that we were able to take. Um, from Mark to incorporate into this building. But, you know, you look at our prospective students, um, it, a lot of research into Gen Z um, related to that. Who are we trying to recruit? And uh, this generation is all about experiences. So uh, we didn't want this building to be a stale museum about Baylor. We wanted it to be an experience when you walk in, to be interactive. We wanted um, our, these prospective students to come in and be able to share their experience on social media. So a lot of this research and interactivity with social media uh, went into the building. And then uh, I also think we took a lot
lot of cues um, from what's going on in intercollegiate athletics these days. Uh, we think each and every prospective student uh, that we recruit to Baylor is just like a five-star quarterback here and uh, really looked at a lot of the trends from a technology standpoint, how athletics is going about in recruiting student athletes. How could we take that experience and really elevate what we're doing on the campus side of the equation as well? And then uh, I think that looking at technology, you know, you go into to different types of exhibits and museums and, you know, a lot of times uh, the minute you walk in and open the building, all the technology is outdated. We wanted to make sure in this building we had an, uh, a, an evergreen platform that we could continue to change and evolve the content uh, to make sure that the Baylor story is relevant to as generations change. And I think we were able to do that. It, it just really gives us a, a very nice canvas as we look forward, building on a lot of these cues with what's happening in the recruiting world, whether it's for business, like Mark heard for Oracle, or student athletes, or Ross, what he does with prospective students, and looking at Gen Z and beyond. We want to make sure we had a place for everyone. And what kind of partner was Populous, really the legendary uh, firm? Uh, what kind of partner were they in making this come to reality? Well, Populous has been a part of the Baylor story for quite some time. They were the architects for McLean Stadium, and we're entering our 10th season, believe it or not, uh, this year. And uh, they were able to come in and just, uh, you know, they know Baylor. And you look at that building and said, you know what, this this is Baylor. And they've uh, worked on some of the biggest uh, professional sports stadiums across the country. They worked with college uh, sports programs across the country as well. And they were able to integrate these ideas of recruitment, experiences, celebrations, landmarks, and really bring a lot of their work in sports and put it inside uh, an academic building, uh, to say the least. And I think that uh, you know, Ross talked about there's not another facility in the country like this. I think that this approach that we've had really looking at recruiting uh, prospective students through the lens of how we recruit athletics and making sure that we have the, uh, the facilities to support that, that is really a new approach. And uh, I think that that's just another way that Baylor's could be on the cutting edge. Let's take a little uh, visual, uh, in our mind's eye anyway, uh, an uh, audio tour of the building. So, so Ross, you've been uh, a part of giving tours, working with people giving tours for years. So I'm going to ask you to, you know, give us about a uh, maybe a two or three minute tour in our mind's eye. If we were parked over uh, in the Dutton parking garage over by uh, over by Truett Seminary and we're walking across uh, Dutton, I-35 is in front of us, the building's to our right, and we walk into the Herd Welcome Center and made our way across the, uh, the lobby. What are some of the things we would see in front of us and to the left and to the right? Sure. And I think to set the stage accurately, Derek, it would be helpful to know that the previous facility was about 3,000 square feet. This new facility is 130,000 square feet. Wow. So just from a sheer awe when you walk into the building, you can, you can tell that this is um, on, a, on a different level um, as it relates to a, uh, a space um, for everyone in the Baylor family. But things that you would see, um, as we mentioned before, is the John Chang Welcome Desk. You're going to see four pillars that are just, I mean, eye-catching that are going to really um, blow you away from uh, visually as well as um, how they look. They're beautiful um, with the green glass uh, that's on there that's all custom. You're going to notice the Varsity uh, varsity Coffee and Soda Shop. 
um, that proudly serves Pete's Coffee, but it's also going to have Dr. Pepper infused beverages, which includes, believe it or not, for the first time ever, Dr. Pepper floats um, with a handle. And so you can have those um, on demand, which I think is an incredible, incredibly fun thing. They, the uh, ceiling actually has a tribute to downtown Waco as it actually reflects the, the downtown street map, which I think is a really, really great thing. And to Jason's point, everything that we did was to be as intentional as possible. You will see a ballroom. Um, that will be able to have um, eight to 900 seated for dinner, 1,100 seated lecture style, um, as well as uh, 1,901 standing. So just from a sheer capacity, um, this building is going to be revolutionary as it relates to events that are hosted on campus for all of the Baylor family. Um, in addition to that, you're also going to see a spirit shop. Um, Mark Hurd wanted to have a, a place on campus where it was easily accessible to be able to get a t-shirt, a hat, a polo for all those individuals who are wanting to fling their green and gold afar. Um, on the second level, uh, you're going to find the alumni living room, which is visually impressive from anywhere in the building. It's a floating living room that's all glass with a fireplace. Um, that is truly remarkable. Also, the Fudge Auditorium, uh, which holds 250 people. Um, the scene from there is really hard to describe without seeing it, but is a stunning, stunning view of the Baylor campus of Truett Seminary as well as Patton F. Hall, um, and then also the uh, admissions offices. Um, so again, um, you have not seen anything quite like this before. That's a great description, but Jason and Toby, I have to ask you, did he, did he miss anything? Is there anything that uh, you want to add to? One thing that I would point out in the kind of this majestic, very large, very grand space, there's also been an intentionality to put soft seating and kind of conversational areas so that it's you come into the space. I think it's inviting and that there will be a place for you to gather as a family to visit about the upcoming tour, to visit about your experiences on campus. As students come in, I think it'll be a very attractive place to come into the facility, but really proud of all the details that really do help the just the entire facility to feel, you know, drawn and, and make people to feel welcome. You know, one thing that Ross mentioned was the uh, the columns and uh, being green. Uh, one of the neat things about them is that they can change colors and uh, green, gold, white. Uh, I'm looking forward to commemorations like 9-11, for example, where we can light those columns red, white, and blue, July 4th. Think about that. I will tell you that there's uh, three colors that they won't be, however. They will not be purple, they will not be orange, and they won't be maroon. Right, so. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good call. Well, 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 Jason, Toby, and Ross, as we wind down here, you've given us a really great uh, visual, uh, audio tour, if you will, of the facility. And hopefully uh, for people who haven't been in there yet, it's uh, encouraged them to go check it out. You know, I want to wind down by asking you, Jason, uh, a, a couple of things. One, uh, the weekend of September uh, 8th and 9th, we're expecting a good crowd here. It's going to be a uh, top 25 uh, opponent for Baylor and a future Big 12 opponent in uh, in Utah at that on September 9th. And then there's a, a ribbon cutting on, on September 8th. What, what, what should people know as kind of the 101 on that weekend? Well, it's going to be a big weekend just for football alone, but uh, with playing Utah and uh, sold out McLean Stadium. I think, uh, you know, September 8th of Friday before that big game is, uh, I'm going to say, it's just going to be a celebration of everything Baylor. 
at the end of the day. And just uh, what the Baylor family, what the Baylor brand's all about. We'll kick off uh, with a, a public ribbon cutting, a dedication at 10 o'clock that day um, outside the steps of the facility, which will be able to commemorate the incredible legacy of Mark and Paula Hurd, uh, which we're really excited about that. And then uh, that evening, we'll have um, a specific uh, event for the contributors to that facility and the wonderful donors and the Baylor family that came along with us. And then culminating the evening is we're going to have an outdoor concert with uh, for students. Uh, that's one thing that Paula Heard really was was wanting. How do we engage our current students in this building? So we have a country superstar, uh, uh, Bailey Zimmerman, coming here on our campus. We're combining a traditional howdy tradition, so we're calling it Howdy at the Herd. And uh, so we'll have a line dancing celebration of Texana. Then Bailey Zimmerman will come on stage with his three number one hits that he's had, and we'll uh, conclude the evening with a 300 drone show over the Baylor campus. It's going to be a celebration of Baylor, celebration of the Herd Center, and just a, a celebration of the tremendous success of the Give Light campaign. Well, that's going to be a great weekend, and if people want to want to learn more, I know they can just search for it. There's a lot of Baylor stories online. Jason, I know you've, you and Ross have hosted some webinars that are still available uh, online, and maybe just come check it out. You bet. A lot of resources, and we gave you a snapshot of a little bit of the highlights of the facility, but go to baylor.edu, search for Herd Center, and you can unpack so much more of the intentionality in what makes this building so special. Well, it's, it's going to be a lot of fun, and for those who haven't visited, definitely should uh, here soon when they're able. Well, Ross, Toby, Jason, really appreciate you taking time. The first ever program we've had uh, three guests on, so you know it's a big deal, and we're talking about the Mark and Paula Heard Welcome Center, but thanks so much for coming on with us today. Thanks, Derek. Thanks, Thank Derek. you. Great to have you all uh, here today. Toby Barnett, Jason Cook, and Ross Van Dyke, our guests today on Baylor Connections. I'm Derek Smith. A reminder, you can hear this and other programs online at baylor.edu slash connections, and you can subscribe on iTunes. Thanks for joining us here on Baylor Connections.